Welcome to the Bread and Cup podcast hosted by Corey and Shauna Burris. They are a former pastor, a college teacher, and Pacific Northwest coffee lovers. Mostly, they are Jesus followers who find themselves in lots of interesting conversations with non-Christians, former Christians, wondering Christians, and young adults from all kinds of backgrounds. And we want to invite you into those conversations. The Bread and Cup podcast is a place for real talk about the Bible, life, and what it takes to move beyond the easy answers. So let's grab a cup and join the conversation. Welcome to the Bread and Cup podcast. I'm Shauna. And I'm Corey. And this week, we our bread is sourdough bread, which is one of our new favorites yep. because you're making it all the time. And that's I yummy. am. I was given what I've lovingly dubbed a bread pet, a sourdough starter. Fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and our bread is, um, or what's in our cup yeah. this week, is a single origin Peruvian medium roast, which I'm a big coffee guy. I like a good medium roast. Don't like my French roast, so this is good stuff. No, yeah, I like it strong. The French roast tastes burny. Uh, but so today, as we're eating that and drinking that, we're going to be talking about faith, uh, specifically some of the mistaken ideas of faith, and then how we link faith and trust with each other. Some of the questions that have been asked of us about faith and is it enough and what and what if I don't have enough faith and, and this kind of thing where I think a lot of times in people coming into the church feel like it is a barometer, right? Like you have it, once you get to a certain level of faith, then you're in, right? You're good. And then anything less than that is not enough to, uh, to, to, to have relationship with God in a lot of ways. So. Right. uh, Well, then there's all the uh, cute answers that are, well, if you just have faith like a mustard seed. Right. Right. And um, meaning, and oftentimes I've heard that verse referenced as um, sort of almost in the uh, name it, claim it sense of, well, if you just, all you have to do is believe a tiny little bit and God will give you whatever it is you're hoping for. And I would argue that that isn't faith at all. Right. Uh, It is not, in my perspective, faith to simply hold on to the idea that, well, if you just believe that God is going to give it to you, then then you're going to get what you're hoping for. Um, right. But it certainly is used in that terms, right? Just have faith that God's going to come through. Have faith that this will all work out the way it's which, supposed to. Which in that context, it sounds like just really believe really, really hard and then it'll, it appears, right? Like we we actually just got done watching Now You See Me with our kids. And it's got yeah. a little bit of that kind of magic element to it in the way that we view faith, which is, oh... Well, if you just believe hard enough and you you look in the right places, God will come through. And that's not yeah. really what faith is or what what we mean by it when we talk about faith. So let's talk about like first, like what is, you wrote down on our, we have our little outline here, but it says, um, is it a church thing? So explain to me yeah. what you meant by that or where you've heard that question come up. Well, I guess certainly in conversations with people that um, are aware of what Christian belief is, um, but maybe haven't participated in it themselves. They're, you know, they're willing to show up at a church service when the kids are doing something special or, you know, their aunt really believes in, in going to church. And so they've been around it enough that they sort of have an idea of the language. Um, but then we get into these great discussions about, well, what does it mean to have faith? And don't we just isn't faith in the church just sort of this concept of we 
we're holding on to this little nugget that determines that there's a God. And I guess in the context of those conversations, my answer is often, well, faith isn't a church thing. Faith, faith doesn't just happen yeah. inside the boundaries of religion. They're at least not the faith as I understand it to be taught to us from a biblical model, right? Absolutely from a religious model. Maybe we can, maybe we'll have time today to talk about that part of it a little bit. But from a biblical model, it it isn't just faith in the religious institution or acceptance of something. And I think maybe that's what I mean is when we say is faith a church thing, it means the sort of generalized acceptance of church principles. And I would argue, and I do argue in those conversations, or at least I make the point in those conversations, that faith, we use it all the time, at least the biblical idea of faith. And my perspective on that is that the biblical view of faith is not sort of blind groping allegiance to something that's been passed down or something that um, seems helpful, but it is an assurance of something concrete. It's an assurance of, um, in, you know, for us, of the character of God that is measurable and seeable and discoverable. And in that way, um, you know, my background is public health. You, of course, know that. I don't know if our audience knows that, but but my background is public health. And so science and the principles of, of you know, sound research and the scientific principle and the approach of human sciences, biology and, and chemistry, those things are very real to me and they're important to me. And But I still have to take some of those things on faith, at least the way that I use faith. Yeah, I, I wonder if maybe a better word in the English language would be trust, right? Because we trust a lot of things. Like you're talking about, like, you trust the scientific studies that are coming out, even though you may not have the depth of knowledge of all of the things in them. Oh, yeah, of course. Right? But we we trust that the, the conclusions that they were able to come to came from a a good point, right? And the same sure. thing and in I a lot of... and I them critically. Right. And, and I decide how that fits into whatever it is. I mean, I don't do that anymore. But when I did, I decided how what was coming out in the studies fit into the arena I was in, right? And then if I didn't find that it fit, I could go someplace else and either conduct research um, sort of on my own, or I could conduct more research of, and this is generally the approach I used, of experts who were looking at other avenues of it. And so, but, but it is still faith. It's, you know, in, um, in Hebrews 11, it says, Hebrews 11, one, it says, now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. And I think that one, in all of the ways that we use this world. In fact, you and I were just talking about the stock market. I'm speaking of conversations, right? We were just talking about the stock market and this idea that we take a chunk of the money that we generate as a family and we put it into some system somewhere via some person we haven't met. In this case, I happen to know it's a gentleman because I know that, but 
but it he is just the conduit. He takes the money from us. He puts it someplace else. And I have an assurance, or at least I think I have an assurance, that there is a hope that that what I'm investing will be there for us when we retire or when there's a crisis or whatever happens, right? And I mean, the entire American market lives on that version of faith. Right. Yeah, we we trust that things are going to happen the way that we do. And we make, and I think that, um, you know, that verse that, pull it back up here, but like that, that it says, and, and of what we do not see, I think a lot of times people take that phrase right there and we talk about blind faith. And sure. so it becomes, faith then becomes this thing that we, we just, we, do, we think that if you wrestle with faith, that you're not just being blind to it and just jumping all in. And I think there is an mm-hmm. element of trusting in God despite not knowing. I think that we've talked about that before. Yeah. That's important. But that I think is... there's a distinction, right? Like as you referenced, there's a fair amount of things that you and I read where we trust the source or we trust the system that produced the source. And we have to take those things and we have to apply them in our lives. We have to apply them to our work or we have to apply them you know, to how we raise our children. And the reason that we are willing to do that, it's not blind faith. It's not, we don't random, I don't go to the library and grab a book off the parenting shelf and just, okay, and this is how we parent now, right? There, ha- there is something beneath that. Um, and, f- you know, if we're going to stick with the parenting thing, it's a belief in it jives with some of our other systems, right? It We've seen it work in other families' lives. We can do research on who wrote it and how they came to those conclusions and those things proved to be valid. Uh, you know, it it shows itself to be um, trustworthy over time. And so therefore, we're willing to adopt those principles. And I think that to me is the distinction. Um, trust is a matter of, I trust this situation, this individual, this, and that to me is sort of um, singular, right? I I trust that bank over that bank over there. Where faith is an, it's like an ongoing outcropping yeah. of, I have chosen to trust this system, or this system has shown itself to be trustworthy is, is more accurate. And because the system has shown itself to be trustworthy. I will continually actively participate in that system. It it does no good for me to say I have faith in something that I'm completely unwilling to use and participate in. Then I don't actually have faith. I can say I trust it, right? I trust, I, I guess to use medical terms, I trust chemotherapy. I don't have any faith in it because I don't need it right now. I'm not using it. I don't have faith that it's going to yeah. do something in my body that's positive. I trust that it could if needed, but faith doesn't come into it until I'm in the moment of, I'm moving past the idea of, well, I trust that this is going to do what it says it's going to do. And now I'm placing my faith in it to actually produce a result. And that's, I think the difference um, when you look at what it says in Hebrews is the, you know, the evidence of, of what I cannot see that evidence to me is the idea of, I can't see how these things are playing out, right? 
And yet I continue to actively invest. And then I get to see a little more, even if I don't actually get the conclusion until I reach the conclusion. I don't think God asks us to have blind faith with no data set. It's just the data often comes way later or rolls out slowly. Yeah, I think that's a, yeah, I think that the idea that um, when you, you can trust somebody in a moment, but um, believing in someone is different, right? And that's the, that's kind of what we're talking about is like, and I know we talked about this before, but like believing of something and believing in something are different. Having faith that somebody will come through and God will take care of it or believing in somebody in, intrinsically and in, in the character of that person is right. very, very different. And that's what we're talking about. Faith is, I am, I am putting, I'm, I'm all in, right? And yeah. it's, it's putting, uh, putting trust into something and saying, I don't understand this. I don't know where this is going. I don't know how this is going to play out. Yep. But I've, I know you've done this in the past. I know right. this has been taken care of. And I'm going to, this is, I'm with you. I'm, yeah. I'm not... I'm not just okay with it. I'm actually with you through this yeah. journey. And I think there's a difference in that in that way of looking at how faith is and what it can be. So Totally. And I think that makes, at least in my mind, that breaks down a little bit of that hierarchy of faith that you were talking about before that, you know, we, the Bible itself, you know, that Hebrews 11, that's, you know, the heroes in the faith, right? That there were people that displayed incredible amounts of faith. And so I don't want to say that there aren't opportunities for us as we move closer to Jesus on sort of the continuum of Christianity, that there aren't opportunities for large investments of faith or taking, you know, a in, taking a leap of faith, maybe. Um, that's more of an Americanism of that. But the idea that I don't think that there's a hierarchy of faith. There's opportunities to lean deeply into faith and just be like, okay, I'm all right. I'm, I'm going to see where this goes. And there's also opportunities to say, I'm not comfortable with that. And the, the return on that is going to change based on how much we, we ourselves can lean into it. But I don't think that there's a hierarchy of faith of you're like suddenly more into, we will talk about this on a future podcast, I'm certain, but the idea of like, you get into heaven and you get your little crowns and what you did, right? And right. that- It's like ooh, the good place, right? Like, like the like good version. place, like, I, yeah. That, oh, well, I today, I had extra super faith in something. And so I'm going to get a shiny extra little jewel in my faith crown when I get to heaven someday and I'm floating around on a cloud or whatever. And again, please don't take that as our theology. Um, we're being a little silly, but we will, we will have a future episode about sort of that perspective. But I think that breaks that down a little bit. For me, there is, there is a flip in, in people's journeys where they're sort of interested in, maybe they're interested in the idea of um, Jesus or Christianity or the Bible. And they might not even be at the place where those three things are linked necessarily. Right. Right. And there is a place where you know, people talk about when they get saved or, you know, they become a Christian or whatever it is. And for me, that moment is the moment where you go from discovery along that continuum of, oh, I, I'm interested in this as a topic or as an idea. And you move from discovery into, 
I'm going to actively participate in this. Like I'm, I'm going to actually invest something of my own. And that's the moment of faith from my perspective. And once you've crossed over that line of faith, then you're in and you just get more opportunities to practice that. Like how much, how much do I want to lean into this and how much don't I want to lean into it every day that we wake up? But at that point, it just becomes a journey of hopefully with fits and starts moving closer and closer to being like Jesus and to knowing. And I think that's why, like, I think a lot of people always just say, well, why doesn't God, I mean, it's so hard to believe in a God that we don't see. So, and I used to actually, you know, I remember thinking this even in Bible college that, oh, I'll, you know, um, I'm going to go, we're going to go to Europe. We're going to, we're going to be missionaries. And what I bet's going to happen is we're going to, miracles are going to happen, right? Mm. In front of people, so much so that all of these non-believers, and this is my, me and my ignorance, right? Like all these non-believers are going to see these miracles and there's no doubt in their mind that God is real. And so then they're going to come to faith in God. And, and that, that arrogant way of looking at it and not realizing that I'm I'm trying to think of a good example with our kids, but there are many times when, when we have our kids and giving them an aha moment where they, they don't believe you, they doubt you, they don't think that what you say is going to play out for them. Yeah. And then it does. Yeah. And all of the things that led up to that moment connected, right? You know, we might say, hey, you know, like, well, your friend's angry with you, but if you just stay the course on these things... I bet you they'll come back around because they really do actually care about you and they don't believe you. No, I got to go and I'm going to do this. I'm going to force myself into that situation. And then they, they, they sit back and they go, okay, well, this person's going through something. I'm going to let this play out. Yeah, they do. And then so much more of a, it's so much more strengthening in their relationship. And it's so much more that they trust you now to come back to you because they walked through the journey of learning that what you said was truth yeah. And they didn't just, they didn't just, they had faith in you and they didn't just go, well, I don't believe you. I'm going to, you know, just, just prove it to me, you know, go, yeah. let's go talk to my friend. Let's call their parents or whatever, you know? And so, um, well, our kids certainly, I hope our kids trust us. We, right. we try hard as parents to be loving and trustworthy and consistent and we fail. Um, but we, you know, we apologize when we recognize that we fail and, um, you know, our kids are not fully formed adults, so we don't actually know if we're doing a good job or not, but we do try very hard to be trustworthy, but they don't always have faith in us. And that's a, a great, that's a great point that there are times where we say, Hey, listen, we're seeing a pattern here. And we think that the, you know, we've, we've lived 25 to 30 years longer than you. We think that this is the approach you should take to this. You're going to get a better outcome if you if you do this instead, and you know, the area just mean that we now sometimes get eye rolls and sighs or, oh, and they walk away. And we, you know, we believe that they need to try these things out on their own and have some natural consequences for that. And they get natural consequences in both directions. Sometimes they don't do what we tell them to. And, and then they come back and they go, yeah, that was really harder than it needed to be. Yeah. Sorry, kiddo. That was yeah. not, that was not actually our goal. We, we wanted to make it easier for you. We're not over here pulling strings to make your life hard. And, um, I think that's, that actually leads into the idea of the difference between how we perceive 
faith and how I think it's often, uh, maybe not often taught within the church, but perceived by people who are one or two or three steps outside of the church, that there's the idea that if you don't have faith in God, he's going to just manipulate the heck out of the world to make your life hard. Like mm. you, if you don't trust him, he's really going to stick it to you. And, and our perspective, because we have trust and because we have an active faith because of that trust or the, the ongoing trusting discovery might be a more accurate way to say that is that I, I don't believe in blind faith. I don't think that I need to just shut my eyes and fall over or fall back into something. Um, because just like we don't ask our children to just snap to it, I would never expect them to just instantly obey an adult that they have no relationship with and no context for simply because they're a grown up. But I do expect them to have trust and take action, take faith-based action in that trust because there's relationship with us. I feel the same way um, when people are asked to trust in God, that a church might say, well, you just need to have faith and obey. Okay. But, but, but not if, but not if there's no reason to like, by what authority, by what relationship, by what, you know, yeah. By what boundary um, does that need to happen? And, and to me, that's a really in, important distinction that if someone were to walk into the church that we is, attend as a family, and I overheard them being told, and this wouldn't happen, but just say, I overheard someone saying to them, well, you just need to have more faith in God, and you, you need to stop asking questions. You just need to have more faith and sit down and, and just listen and have more faith. Um, it would take me about two seconds flat to go ask that person if they'd like to join me for a coffee in the lobby and have a whole different discussion about faith is an outcropping of your position to the person you're talking about. Yeah. And it's if, not, a, it's not a monetary or a, it's not again, a transaction. Yeah. It's not yeah. a, it's not a commodity that we exchange in, in, a, in, again, for favors or, you know, you know, little mir miracles that we'll yeah. get. And, and, uh, yeah. I also think that, you know, I, I think that there's a lot of people out there that, um, are very re religious and we talk about the difference between religious faith and in what we're talking about, which is faith in Jesus. Right. Yeah. And, um, I think it is normal to go into a church and have religious faith because you really like the systems that are in place. Yeah. And they and, can be great systems. Yeah. And yeah. and it and it is soothing in a lot of ways. And I think a sure. lot of people that that uh, people that I know that have walked away from their faith didn't they had a lot of faith in the systems that were around them and then when the systems failed them they started they started being very upset about um they did everything that they thought they were supposed yeah. to do and they were taught that if they just did this and they just did this, yeah. that their faith would innately grow. Yeah. And they didn't recognize that this is about faith in a person or right. in, 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 in who God is. Yeah. And that that is a very different transaction than coming into a uh, building and going, I'm going to, I really like these rules. These rules will play out really well in my life. 
Sure. Which may be totally true, which I actually do believe that the Bible has a lot of really great kind of guidelines for our lives that, that do play out really well. Yeah. And it's why religion across the board, all religions have a lot of similarities in them is yeah. because when, when you see them play out, you're like, wow, that was pretty, that, that works. That system works. There is yeah. a reason for that. But that's, but that is not faith, right? Sure. And that's not how people should be viewing faith. Yeah, I mean, I I guess I would say that that people can choose to view faith however they want. However, the way that we use it, and the way that we talk about it um, here, and the way that we hope you all will enter into conversation about faith is from the perspective of I cannot have faith if I don't know who God is, and I can't know who God is if I'm not willing to do some discovery, um, because all knowing is discovery based. And so in that way, faith is also part of discovering. It's choosing to step closer into that discovery. And the idea of having a small measure of faith or a large measure of faith or being, you know, sort of a matriarch of the faith, sometimes the awesome old grandmas in the church who just like, <laughs> man, I love those ladies. We have this one in we have one in in our community. She is phenomenal. She shows up at the um, young adult service and she's like the coolest person there. And she just loves praying for young people and um, being present with them. She's not judging. She's not trying to be cool. She's not trying to get them to understand how to do things the way we used to do them. She just wants to be present. That's a matriarch in the faith. And I like that term. And I, I happen to like some of the... Um, sort of the trappings of religion. And so that appeals to me, the idea that there's sort of these places or titles you can attain based on being an awesome human. Um, but that alone isn't just faith. She gets to, she gets to hold that position in my mind, at least. And certainly I see how other people react to her. And so I think it's a shared title that she is definitely a matriarch in the faith. But I think she earns that not because of the way she behaves with the people around her, but because the way she behaves with the people around her is a direct result of her willingness to make continual investments in a relationship that she trusts the character of that person. Yeah. And it's why we talk about um, faith being able to grow and faith oh, sure. being able Every to- Every relationship can grow to expand and it's why um again going back to what we said at the very beginning it's not a barometer right like there's right. not a point where you hit enough faith and then you're you're good right and i think that there's there's oftentimes this feeling of like well i don't i, I don't have enough faith uh yeah, it, it's totally you know like I, i've heard like is faith is just believing in god enough no technically no yeah faith in something is I am I'm I'm making a step towards something and I'm yeah. com I'm coming into relationship with and it's a it's a it I, it may sound like trivial um distinctions to make yeah. but I think that it's really important to understand that you cannot do anything to get you to a point where you are you have enough faith that all of a sudden you've restored a relationship. Yeah. And and I I think that sometimes people feel um they feel like they have 
they feel doubts, they feel worry, mm-hmm. and they feel like, oh, I'm losing my faith. And I mm-hmm. and I yeah. and I go, well, maybe, but you're you're looking at the wrong thing. You should be wondering, am I re- am I losing relationship? Am yeah. I investing in relationship? And yeah. in the midst of investing in that relationship, I'm I'm struggling with things. Yeah. And I'm going to reframe that just a little bit because I know that um, investing in relationship is is a great way to articulate it when you're talking about somebody who wants to be a Christian or right. or claims to be a Christian. For somebody who isn't, who's on the other side of it, that's that you know that's a pretty churchy way to reference it. So I would say, you know, if you're not on that side of things, maybe you don't even you don't even want to be a Christian. You just want to hear, you want to join these conversations because you want to be part of some, a a group of people that believe differently than you do. I think that's amazing. We seek those same things out. Welcome, grab a cup, join the conversation. Um, But I would reframe it to say that it's about discovery, that, that have you stopped trying to discover? If you feel like you're losing your faith, wherever you are on that, are you losing it because you've stopped trying to discover? And, and I mean, it's okay to say, yeah, yes, I have, you know, I have, I got really secure in my level of involvement. I got really secure in my patterns. I got really secure in the, you know, the trappings of involvement in my, my church or my community or my social circle or wherever it is that you are resting your faith in. That when you be when you begin to see that crumble, um, sometimes it's because you had it built on something that was completely irrelevant, uh, and and then that's okay. Sometimes you have to dismantle, you know, yeah, wrong wrong beliefs. Um, but other times, if you if you know what you're standing on is correct, fatigue and worry and doubt that's those are human experiences, and they're not a sign that you're losing faith. It's they just might be a sign that you're losing interest in the discovery. Yeah. And I think that's true whether you're outside of or you're not a person that believes in Jesus or 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 and you're just looking in on this conversation yeah. or if you are a person yeah. that is in a relationship, right? Like I mean, the idea of discovery, I don't think that oftentimes we in the church um I think there's a fear of discovery a lot of times in the church because well, we're afraid yeah. they're going to find out something that proves me wrong. And I, I'm going to reference the Simpsons episode because I like the Simpsons. And I remember there was a moment. And they're still making them. So technically relevant. Yeah. This isn't an old person That's thing. That's true. Yeah. But this is from a really old episode. But Homer at one point, <laughs> be, for something it. happens and Homer becomes super smart and he proves God doesn't exist. Oh, and he sure. hands it to Flanders and Flanders reads through and he's like, oh, what a, well, you know, let me read through this. Let me see if this is actually true. And he's like, well, uh, oh. And then uh, like almost this light bulb goes off. Oh man, God must not exist. And so yeah. he burns it, right? And yeah. that, obviously that's a cartoon and it's it's parody and all of that yeah. stuff. And they had but an I agenda think, in it. But, but I think what's great about that is it actually shows what how we and those of us in the church are viewed. Yeah. That we do not want discovery. That we don't want to find out new things about who God is and his yeah. character. We get really, really comfortable in our 
understanding of the Bible. And when people challenge it and they, and they stretch us in certain areas and they say, well, what if this, or what if that we have so much faith in what we believe that we don't have faith in who God is yeah. and his character. And, and we have we, so much faith, not necessarily, at least for me, not necessarily in what I believe, right? Cause you have to believe in something. You have right. to start somewhere, but we have so much faith in, in our familiar interpretation that we're, that we're frightened of discovery because we trust, we trust the familiarity yeah. more than we trust the actual source. And, um, you know, nothing wrecks you, uh, in your perspective on the Bible than actually going ahead and reading it. And then like doing some digging, yeah. go ahead and do some digging and be okay with finding points of tension like that that's okay yeah and and you know if you are super super comfortable in in your dogma and if you are super comfortable in your theology and you really just don't want anything to change just stick to the familiar devotional books don't actually go read the source material because you're going to get wrecked yeah and you should be right yes. and, and that discovery and I don't actually endorse that. No, no, please, of please go to the source material. So, uh, but um, I mean, I think this is a great dis- discussion. Faith is again foundational in in everything that we um, that we believe, um, and it's one of those things that I think for most people, having an understanding of what faith is and what faith means is uh, is a good first step at least in, in our discussion. So we'll, we'll continue probably down this path in future episodes. We'll probably reference things. We may repeat ourselves, um, different things like that, which, uh, is like likely to happen. Um, but, um, thank you for joining us. Uh, yeah. it was a good conversation. Please send in questions, comments, let us know what you think, what questions, uh, what things do you wrestle with? Wherever areas are you finding new discoveries? All yeah. of that. So. You can find us at at Bread and Cup Podcast on Instagram. That's the best place. Uh, if you prefer to check out the blog or um, see some of our banked uh, podcasts, you can find us at breadandcuppodcast.com. Uh, we look forward to having a conversation with you there. To join the conversation, like and subscribe, then find us on Instagram at Bread and Cup Podcast. You can also find us at our website and other social platforms linked in the show notes. Thank you.